Accelerate Service 2016 promises to be an inspiring, engaging, and educational two-day conference focused on and dedicated to five-star customer service. In addition to the amazing content you will receive over the two-day event, you will also be contributing to a larger vision of raising funds for Three Square Food Bank, a subsidiary of Feeding America, who serves food insecure residents in Southern Nevada. Make sure to check out Accelerate2016.com. That is Excel with two L's, Accelerate2016.com. Welcome to episode 156 of Crack the Customer Code. Thanks to Audible.com for sponsoring this episode. Get your free audiobook and a 30-day free trial as a listener to this podcast by visiting audibletrial.com slash customer code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the guru of great service, Adam Toporek. Adam, are you going to wow us today? W-O-W, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is of course like I whatever am. Whatever sign with the beats. <laughs> it's like the LOL, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the the letters would actually mean, but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna use it like that because it makes us seem younger. Let's try to start a meme. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a discussion about nothing, Jeannie. Oh, that's not true. It's about all sorts of things. No, I mean this thing we're doing right now. The wow, oh, yes, the wow stuff. Thing. This is a discussion about <laughs> nothing, which brings us to our guest who actually was hired by Jerry Seinfeld back in the day. Yeah, he hired him uh, for his most recent advertising campaign, actually. So out of all the people in the world, Jerry Seinfeld picked John Dwyer, our guest today, who usually goes by JD, so you'll hear us call him that. But uh, he's he's the founder and uh, leader of something called the Institute of Wow. And we talk about that and his background in marketing and advertising. He's he's a really, really interesting person. I think I'm going to rename my man cave the Institute of Wow. I like wow. that. Wow. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I wonder how the wife would respond to that. I was just thinking, like, that's, that's a little much for Renee. But <laughs> Oh, man. And we've got all kinds of guests. So what was cool, I think J.D. wins the award for uh, biggest time gap difference yes. uh, for a guest because he was it was like, I think, 12 or one in the morning for him. Yeah, we started after midnight with him, his time. And then I think we ended around. Yeah. Wow. So and here's the thing, even though it was uh, really late, you'll see J.D. had more energy than both of us combined. He is awesome. So let's get to the awesome. interview because we had a lot that we covered and uh, let's get on it. So J.D. is an Australian entrepreneur. You'll know it as soon as you hear his accent. <laughs> uh, he does marketing and is a business coach. He's the founder of the Institute of Wow, as we mentioned. It's a company that helps entrepreneurs and small business owners attract more customers and boost sales through the wow factor. If you're wondering what the wow factor is, my partner Jeannie, she has it. <laughs> the list of professionals that have collaborated with J.D. include popular comedian and actor Jerry Seinfeld, who J.D. convinced to be a spokesman for a small Australian bank, a campaign that resulted in the bank tripling its home loan market share in just 24 months. So let's talk to J.D. J.D., welcome. How are you today? Oh, hi, Adam. How are you? Hi, Jenny. Oh, hi. Or we should say Tonight. Yes, <laughs> or this morning. It, it's very confusing. In case anybody doesn't recognize the accent, uh, it's from down under. 
Yes, yes. And we're pleased to have you join us from across the seas and such. So thank you for being here. And, thank you. And, J.D., I think what you're, you're doing is so fascinating because, first of all, your organization is called the Institute of WOW, which, I mean, that's, that's a stake in the ground. <laughs> that's saying <laughs> this is who we are. So I'm wondering, first of all, can you help us get some clarity over that and tell us a little bit about the organization and what you do there? Yeah, sure, Jenny. Thanks for asking. Uh, first of all, I better let everybody know what the initials JD are all about. My name is John Dwyer. I didn't want anybody thinking that my name was actually J-A-Y-D-E-E because that sounds like a mistake. <laughs> um, it is just J and D out of the alphabet, okay, for John Dwyer. Um, guys, look, uh, I've been in the advertising game for a thousand years and, uh, and what uh, I've learned over that time is a direct response marketing system that tends to work if you join the dots. And uh, I uh, really had a grounding in my 20s of working for some big shopping centre companies uh, here in Australia and and some big retailers, uh, the likes of which you'd be uh, in your country would be the likes of a Macy's and the likes of a Sears. And I came through the retail sector and uh, learned a lot about attracting people into the retail field. And then I expanded and uh, left that industry and set up my own um, advertising agency and started to take in clients from all across different industries, whether it's manufacturing or whether it be hospitality or agriculture or industrial. And over a period of time, throughout all of those industries, I tested and measured a whole bunch of marketing tactics to attract clients, no matter what the business was, whether it was a funeral parlor or whether it was a butcher maker, candlestick maker. And uh, I must say, made a lot of mistakes throughout all of that time because that's what you do when you're learning. Um, but at this ripe old age now, well into my 50s, I am very confident that I can offer any business anywhere across any industry a proven direct response client attraction system that just works. Nice. I like that it just works. <laughs> a lot of yeah, things yeah. don't in this world. Yeah, yeah let's yep. talk well, about all think, of my technology, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, the thing is, guys, is that when you talk to advertising people from ad agencies and, uh, you know, it's very convenient for them to say, oh, look, half your advertising money doesn't work if only we knew what half. Well, you know, you'd sack those people in a, in a heartbeat these days because of the world that we live in where, you know, just about everything you do should be measurable. You shouldn't be doing things anymore that are not measurable. And, you know, thank goodness for the online world because, you know, we have facilities like pay-per-click advertising where you only pay if it does work. Um, and that same mantra really should be taken across in the offline world when you do marketing. You should know whether that letterbox brochure campaign worked or you should know if that TV or radio advertising worked, just like you know if your Facebook ad works. You know, and that's interesting because, you know, when you look at marketing and obviously we're customer experience people, not marketing people, but you, you look at sort of what channel and what message. And I know one of the things you discussed is how to create a wow factor to take the prospect's eyes off of price, which is really about yep. message and positioning. So how does this apply? How do you, how do you approach this? I think out of the easiest way to answer that would probably to bring up McDonald's because McDonald's for about three or four decades now have had a product called a Happy Meal. And uh, you're talking to someone with six children and they're 18 plus these days, so they're too old to be buying Happy Meals. But at one stage, uh, my wife Gail and myself, we had six noisy children in the back of the Tarago. And uh, the only way to shut them up, of course, was to drive through the Golden Arches and get six Happy Meals. Now, they never ate the hamburger. They threw that out. It was all about their free toy. 
And what McDonald's had done for us frustrated parents and, and or grandparents is that they had created this wow factor of a Disney toy in the box with the hamburger that took our eyes off the price because no matter what the hamburger really cost, we didn't have a clue. We just bought that Happy Meal to shut the kids up in the back of the car because of the free Disney toy. <laughs> and uh, Kellogg's, you know, cereals, breakfast cereals have been doing that for a long, 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 long time, probably 50 years they've been putting toys in the bottom of the cereal box to take our eyes off the price. And that's what I teach businesses. I, I teach them unless they're in the Walmart world, the last thing they want to do is to market on price because if they do, the 40-ton gorilla of that industry, and let's say it was retail, Walmart, they're going to beat them every single time. So therefore, why take the big 40-ton gorilla on with price? What you should do is take their eyes off the price and value add. And that's a very different marketing system to the traditional uh, first cab off the rank that most business owners use, and that is drop their price. So what's the, what's the B2B uh, version of the uh, prize at the bottom of the box? Um, Yeah, look, uh, when you're dealing with business to business, um, you have to understand, of course, these days there's certain policies with arm's length and all sorts of things. Um, So, you know, you can't even give Susie, the little girl behind the reception desk, um, you know, a free bunch of flowers or chocolates these days because she's not allowed to take them. But what you can do, and probably the best way, Adam, to, you know, explain how we do B2B is that aside from the traditional form of, you know, direct response advertising and making making sure that you have a time limitation against any offer that you should make, or you have a quantity limitation. There's only so many of that particular offer out there. Um, I'll give you an example. There's an electrical company here in Australia that it became part of my coaching program, and they put in home automation services for business. Uh, for, sorry, home automation um, uh, for uh, just general, general homes, but the fact is that they don't sell direct to the homeowner. They sell to builders, and the builders that they're dealing with are building the one, two, three million dollar homes. So they're the prestige builders. And they said to me, look, their problem was was that the home automation system might cost twenty or thirty thousand dollars, which means that you can turn have the lights come on and off at certain times and save your electricity bill. And they said, but the builders um, would just shop uh, from you know electrical company to electrical company and you know, get the best prices all the time. And they said they might get two or three homes from a builder on one occasion and then he'll shop elsewhere and not come back again. And I said, well, if you want to keep him, can I ask you what your profit margin is? And they said, oh, well, our profit margin's about half of what we charge. So out of $30,000 to put the computer system in the home, we make about fifteen. And I said, would you be willing to give up 10% of your sale price if I could double or triple your business? And they said in a heartbeat. So I said, okay, well, let's say this. For every $10,000 now in the future that that builder buys from you, the electrical company, the actual you know home automation system, for every $10,000 he spends with him, with you, you're going to give him a Las Vegas point. And when he saves 10 Las Vegas points, he and his wife are going to be off to your annual convention in Las Vegas that you'll hold at the you know, New York, New York Hotel. And they'll go on the Thursday and come back on the Tuesday to Australia. And so therefore, yes, it's a junket disguised as a convention, but nonetheless, the fact is, is that for every $10,000 they spend with you and your, you know, home automation system, they'll get a point. When they get 10 points, they're off to Las Vegas. Now, the cost of going from Australia to Las Vegas for five days with your wife is about $10,000. So I said, you just said to me, you'd be willing to give up $10,000 to double your business. And this is exactly what that's going to do, because $10,000 out of your 100 uh, leaves 90. And out of that, well, out of 100, you make 50. But if you give 10 up, then you making 40. But guess what? When that builder buys five, five home automation systems from you, he's never going to go to another electrical company. 
Wow, you see, Las Vegas really is Disneyland for adults. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, what happens there stays there. And, and, and look, I, I've got the results of that. Uh, as it turned out, when they did that particular promotion over a, uh, a 12-month period, uh, they tripled their business, tripled their business, because at the end of the day, um, the upmarket builders who are looking for these fancy computer, you know, home automation systems were always going to go. I mean, at the end of the day, their client, the homeowner, paid for it. So why not get a trip to Vegas if someone else is paying for it? They may as well get the home automation system from the electrical company that's giving them that Happy Meal toy. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a Happy Meal toy. (laughs) Mm. Well, and I think this brings up an interesting point because what the scenario you described, obviously that person, the business owner, the business leader, they know their product. They know their solution so well. And I think this is very common with business owners. We know what we're doing. And so we feel like, well, that's what we should talk about when we sell. We should talk about the solution. We should talk about the products. And many business owners don't do this well because we don't really define the problem well enough. And you you talk about this in a really interesting way. So what do you recommend business leaders do to get better at that part of the sales equation? Jenny, um, uh, the, the mantra that I have um, has five components. And the best way to answer that question, if I, not, I won't bore you silly with this, I mean, uh, and I bet you you are frightened to the daylights when someone says they have a multi-point plan that they're going to say to you on the podcast, <laughs> yes, it's a 36-point plan. And you go, oh, no, oh, no, just kill me. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. <laughs> yeah, so look, this is just five points and I'll make it really fast. Number one, you need to identify your most profitable customer and then just look for more people who look like him pretty simple number two create a wow factor as we've just spoken and take their eyes off the price you don't want to sell on price unless you're walmart number three create a problem solution scenario which i think is what you're getting at there give them a problem and give them a solution which is what the weight loss companies do very well um, and it's what the neurofen headache tablet people do very well but not many other people do it you give a problem and then give the solution and number four uh, fix your website so that it's no longer an information portal but rather a sales juggernaut and there's all sorts of ways to do that and then number five build repetitive trade and the only way you can build repetitive trade um, is of course to have some sort of loyalty or reward system but the only way you can actually have one of those is if you collect data and you know i was in shanghai disneyland uh last week i was in china uh, as as he name drops it you know to make out that i'm really important and i go everywhere Uh, (laughs) i you know what i make myself sick sometimes on these podcasts i really do Um, but anyway look i got a gig there's a company in Australia called Weller, which is a big uh, hair uh, product um, distributor to all the hair salons, and they have a junket all the time for 150 you know, hairdressing salon owners in Australia. And last year, they took them to Hawaii. This year, they took them to Shanghai, and they asked me to be the speaker. So I got a gig to go over to Shanghai, and I took my wife with me, and I said to her, look, we've been to all the other Disneylands everywhere. Why don't we go to the Shanghai one? Because it had only just opened about a month or two ago. Um, now, Disney's a pretty smart marketer, okay? We all take a hats off to Disney, particularly, I'm sure you two guys, because you're into the customer experience thing. Um, you know, we were one of four gazillion people that went through the gates that day. And, you know, they have no clue who we were. Disney do not collect any data of anyone that goes through their gates, which is a cardinal sin. And if you think that, well, well, you know, it's only Disney. No, nobody does. In the offline world, uh, McDonald's has around about 19 million people today that will go through McDonald's in America. and They have no clue who one of them were. And so, therefore, and nor do Walmart and nor do any restaurant, nor do anywhere you go in America today, no one will collect data. The only people that collect data are Amazon 
so that they'll tell you that if you like that book, you're probably going to like these three, um, and other smart marketers that have a data capture facility on their homepage. But the vast majority of business owners, both online and offline, fail to do the absolutely you know, number one thing, and that is collect data. Because if you don't collect data, how the dickens are you ever going to send an email or an SMS text message to anyone to sell them anything else? Well, I I have a question about that because do you see that changing? Uh, One of the ways that I see that changing is with mobile apps. For instance, Walmart, you mentioned, there's now a, a mobile app that people can use to, as they shop, to scan, to have their grocery lists on, to even pay in some markets. So do you see that changing with how we're using our uh, mobile devices as well as, you know, scanning loyalty programs as well? Yeah, I think so, Jeannie, but it will never have the... um the ability to collect as much data as um, a simple uh, question um, or name and address entry form or something at the point of purchase. I'll give you a great example. We have a seafood restaurant here in Melbourne, Australia, who happens to be a client. And when he came on board my coaching program, he was spending half a million dollars a year on the Melbourne major newspaper and uh, one or two of the radio stations in Melbourne. And yet his particular restaurant is in a very upmarket area of Melbourne um, that only appeals to people with a BMW or Mercedes. He's a very upmarket restaurant. I mean, his cheapest main meal uh, would probably be $52. So if you go to his restaurant, you'll see all these Mercedes and BMWs parked outside. And yet he was wasting money on metropolitan radio and metropolitan newspapers that were going out to 90% of the suburbs who would never, ever in their wildest dreams have someone that would go to this upmarket restaurant. So it was silly from that point of view. He should have just been marketing with door hangers or maybe letterbox brochures in his local, you know, upmarket area with the three-story homes. And I said to him, how would you like to save half a million dollars? And he said, yep. I said, good, we'll stop all your radio and stop all the newspaper advertising. And what we'll do is we'll give every one of your waitresses 50 cents for every name and contact detail they collect of people coming into the restaurant. And that's what happened. We incentivized the staff. They got 50 cents for every details that they collected. The main thing we wanted was their phone mobile cell number. And as it's turned out, he's now got something like about 30,000 on that list after 18 months. And now when he wants to fill his restaurant, he simply walks in at lunchtime and he says, to his uh, long-suffering secretary, Cheryl, tell me how many people of the 120. And he, he's a real Paul Hogan crocodile Dundee, so it's more like Cheryl. Um, and I've seen him do it. I've been I've been there when he's rude to Cheryl, and, he, and she takes it because she's been with him a thousand years. And he says, Cheryl, how many of the 120 seats have we got booked tonight? And she said, oh, 71. He says, good, send out one of JD's, you know, templated SMS messages, which I've done, and he'll offer a dinner for two for $68 for a lobster tail dinner for two. Now, you don't get out of this place for less than $200. The bottle of water is $25 sort of thing. So um, it's a little bit of bait and switch, I guess. But anyway, he will send this SMS message out to only 1,000 of his 30,000 list, and he'll fill another 29 seats within 15 minutes, by the way. He'll just say, look, special offer, click here if you want to you know, book for tonight, and it's only available for tonight. Now, he does that, and he fills another 29 seats. He says to Cheryl, how many seats have we got left? She says 38. He says, send out another 1,500, and he's the only restaurant in the world, not Australia, the only restaurant in the world that's 100% booked every night, 365 nights a year. Hmm. Wow. Now that's that's only done because he has collected the data. He realizes that email won't work because, you know, if you get a 20% open rate on your email, you dance in the rain, for goodness sake, because we've all abused it as <laughs> like the fat kid at the, at the buffet, you know. Um, so the, the thing is, is that 
he realizes that text messaging is the way of the future. And the only way that he can actually fill his restaurant every night, of course, is to get the cell numbers of everyone who comes to his restaurant and gets them to come back more often. Pretty damn simple. Hmm. Wow. And you know, what's interesting, as you were telling the story and then you answered the question I was going to have, was like, you know, how is he, is he going to annoy people? But I like that he's segmenting a thousand at a time. So he's sort of breaking it up. I assume you or he or you both develop some sort of system for, you know, walking through a thousand at a time yep yeah that's it that's all it is mate is that we have 30 something thousand on the list now so we're only actually annoying or contacting whatever whichever way you want to look at it <laughs> uh, around about one or 1500 at a time so uh, basically he's got it down pat now we, we we've got a number of templates which we know how quickly that will fill seats uh there's some of them are for some particular meals for two others or others we know what works on a monday versus a thursday and so on and so forth so the thing is is that it's down to a system and and that's really you know where i come from the only way i make money these days is not to provide advice that I've just pulled out of thin air is to actually provide this system. And that five-point system, as much and all as I sound like a real show-off, um, it works if you join the dots. And this is you know, its really nice when you have a client like this who just listens and does it. And then asks Cheryl to do it. <laughs> You've got to get Cheryl to do it. You would be—you would laugh and laugh because if you know the best way I can describe this guy is he is like Paul Hogan, Crocodile Dundee. And I was at his office one day, and his office is above this very classy restaurant. And you would not know that this particular cowboy owns a very upmarket restaurant because his name is Bill, and he walks in and he goes, "Cheryl." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let me ask you one closing question, JD. So that was obviously an established restaurant that already had a you know customer base, so you were able to collect. How do you apply some of these principles for a newer company or a, a startup company, somebody that's trying to build their list or build their brand? How would you apply some of your principles? Well, to give you an idea, at the moment where I'm just launching uh, for businesses uh, globally um, and not just in Australia, um, the opportunity to have a video Facebook ad, and uh, I'll explain to you how this could work in the offline world in a moment because it's basically through letterbox brochures, but in the online world, we all want visits to our websites no matter what business we're in. And uh, what this is, is um, a video that shows a chocolate wheel spinning and it says, um, you know, Click on so you hear the sound, just like the normal video ads that you see on Facebook. And it says that you could win a million dollars. Okay. And uh, basically what happens is that when you click on and, and the, the wheel spinning along, it takes you to a landing page. In the instance that we're, um, we've tested it with, it was a jewelry company. Um, uh, sorry, a perfume company, a ladies perfume company. And uh, what happens is that when you click the spinning wheel on the Facebook ad, it takes you through to a landing page and it says to you, if you give us our details, we'll let you press the wheel, which is electronic wheel, uh, to have the chance to win a million dollars. Now on that page, you can imagine right throughout the page as you scroll, there's lots of you know, women's cosmetics <laughs> for sale. And uh, if you wanted to go through to the real website, you click and go through to the full website. Uh, massive traffic, absolutely massive traffic. And I know what you're thinking, and that is, well, you know, it's a million dollars. No, an insurance company pays for that. And uh, what happens is that you take out the insurance premium for that prize. So deal deal or no deal or who wants to be a millionaire, all those TV shows, uh, the money is paid out by an insurance company. The TV networks don't pay that money out. And I can deliver a million dollars uh, to pretty much any business around the world for about $20,000. 
And uh, when the draw happens, um, so what happens is that as the people spin the wheel, if, they, if it stops on a certain number, they get an entry into the million-dollar draw and they win an instant prize. In this instance, obviously, it would be perfume. And uh, what happens is that at the end of the month or two or three or six, whatever it might be, you draw out someone from all of those preliminary draw entries and that person gets invited to fly to your boardroom and on your boardroom table is uh, 250 envelopes. And one of those envelopes has the million dollars in it. So it's a one in 250 chance of winning the million. And the other 249 envelopes will have a trip to Hawaii or Tahiti or something like that in there that's a decent consolation prize. Um, it doesn't have to be a million dollars. You can do $50,000 as a giveaway, which is plenty sufficient to get a lot of people to click and go through to your landing page. And $50,000 insurance will cost you about $1,100. Um, but you've got the Elvis found headline of, you know, do you want to win $50,000? Now, in the offline world, what we do there is that we actually letterbox drop around whatever the bricks and mortar business was, let's say it's a retailer, uh, to 10 or 20,000 homes. We physically letterbox drop a $50,000 Wells Fargo check. And, of course, on the flip side is the name and address details, and you can only enter the contest if you fill your details in and bring that into the retail store, whatever it may be. Hmm. Wow, that would be quite a wake-up call in the mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, Jenny, and the thing is, is that, you know, if you're not in this wow mentality, this crazy idiotic world that I live in, um, what people (laughs) tend to do is that they will put a letterbox brochure out and say, do you want to win a week's worth of groceries? And uh, the reaction from most people is... And I, I have lots of business owners because, as you can tell, I'm a little bit of a know-all and only because I've done all of this stuff, so I know what works and what doesn't. And you'll get people at my seminars from time to time and put their hand up and go, oh, JD, look, I don't think anyone wants to win 50000 or 100 well, They want to win it, but I don't think they think that's really going to be achievable, fifty or hundred or $250,000. Because I always say to people, look, if you're going to get anyone's attention, why not use the insurance company's money and get their attention for a $250,000 prize if it's only going to cost you four grand in insurance? Why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. And number one, they say, well, you know, chances are that they won't win because the final draw is one in 250. And I say, well, that's a lot better than most lottos. And certainly if you look at who wants to be a million air on TV with Regis Philbin, hardly anyone ever won that prize, but it was a top rating show for five years, for goodness sake. And then they say to me, oh, but JD, I think people would like to win smaller prizes, like maybe, I don't know, a week's worth of groceries. I said, good, will you tell that to NBC TV that they were idiots? They should have had Regis <laughs> Philbin run running a show, uh, instead of who wants to be a millionaire, who wants to win a week's worth of groceries? And you would have had 11 viewers. (laughs) And then I called them an idiot and asked security to make them go, to leave the room, please. (laughs) Well, on that note, before we have security come in, (laughs) I think uh, this is a great way to wrap it up. You've you've shared so much. Uh, Thank you so much. This was fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jen. And is there any chance at all, um, as we get to the conclusion of this and we say goodbye, is there any chance at all I can plug a free webinar that anyone who wants to listen to more of my stuff can actually watch the webinar for free? There's a well, 1 in 250 chance. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to actually fill out your details first. But, no. no, please, yeah, tell us where people yes. can find you, the webinar, uh, anything you want to share, please. Guys, look, I mean, I love giving sarcasm out. I hate it when it comes back. <laughs> um, yeah, look, thanks, guys. Look, all, all it is is that, uh, you know, the way I obviously, you know, make money is uh, is invite people to, you know, get a whole lot of free information off me. And if they like it, then maybe they might knock on the door for some help. I have a webinar that runs uh, your time, uh, 11 a.m. on the West Coast time, sorry, so Los Angeles time, 11 o'clock in the morning and 8 o'clock at night. And we've, we've uh, just for anybody who's what, listening to this, who is a business 
owner, uh, just take note of that because we've tested every time there is in the day and we've found that the best audiences you get for webinars is at 11 in the morning and 8 at night after dinner. And if anyone would like to learn more about my five-point system, it goes for around about 61 minutes, the webinar, absolutely free, and you can register at any time at uh, Podcast with Wow. But that's only singular podcast. There's no S on it. It's just podcastwithwow.com. And if you go there, you can register for a free webinar uh, daily at 11 or 8 at night. That's fantastic. Thank you. And we'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. So the link will be right there for people to find. So thank you so much for joining us and uh, for staying up late or getting up early. I'm not sure what day it is even. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Jenny. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. All the best, Adam. Thanks, Jenny. We hope you enjoyed episode 156 of Crack the Customer Code. A special thanks to Audible.com. Don't forget to sign up for your free audiobook and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. You can see the show notes for this and all episodes. Subscribe and send us what, Adam? Feedback. Not the kind you get from your amplifier, though. The kind <laughs> we likes. love feedback. <laughs> Send us the feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. We also love your reviews. I think we've mentioned this before, too, but we love your ratings and reviews on iTunes. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and see my TEDx talk at 360connects.com. And come find your customer service wow with me, Adam DeForek, at customersthatstick.com. We've got workshops and online training. Jeannie, until next time, take care of yourself. And you take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.